Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Two Halves podcast. This has been uh, a long time coming, um, but it's finally here. My name is Mosab and I will be your host. For this first episode, I'm joined by a close friend, uh, Usama. Usama, would you like to introduce yourself? Yo, hello my people. It's lovely to be on this podcast with a fellow friend and hopefully it goes really well. Nice, nice. It's been uh, an interesting, interesting week of sports this week. Uh, we've got plenty of news and updates, uh, plenty to discuss as well as we look forward to the first week of the Premier League season. We will be previewing the start of the Premier League season. We'll be talking about the top six, their expectations and their aims for the season. Who will win the title? Who's going to be making the top four? And after the Community Shield gave us plenty to talk about, we'll be discussing the rivalry between Erling Haaland and Darwin Nunez. Who's going to perform better? Who's going to be the better signing? Plenty to discuss on that. And we'll be giving you our underrated picks for the FPL this season. So watch out for that. Moving on, another big week in the NFL as summer camp has kicked off. Debo Samuel has been given that contract by the 49ers he's been waiting for. And Trey Lance as well has been promoted to the starter as QB1 for the 49ers. How will he perform? How will they perform? What are their expectations for this season? Is it another conference finals or do they expect a challenge for the Super Bowl? And Mahomes looking good in summer camp training, putting out them trick shots as usual. We'll be discussing what are his expectations for the season. Do we think he's going to be back to winning uh, MVP trophies or is he going to struggle without Tyreek Hill? And finally, we'll be finishing off with the NBA KD. No one knows what's going on with that situation still. Is he going to get that move from Brooklyn or will he be forced to stay and challenge again this year? Osama, how are you doing, my guy? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just ready for this first episode. First time for everything, so hopefully it goes well. Right, okay. So um, I think we'll start with our Premier League preview. I think yeah. it's, it's shaping up to be an interesting, interesting season, um, especially at the top. As usual, we've got the top six who seem like they're going to be in a league of their own again. Let's start with the title. Do you think this is just going to be a City-Liverpool affair again? Or do you think there's a chance that we can have uh, a rogue challenger? Maybe Spurs, maybe. Because a lot of people seem to like them mm. for it. To be fair, I think, in my opinion, I'm hoping that it's, a, it's an open race. But deep down, as a Liverpool fan, obviously, I only want Liverpool to be there. I think it's going to be between Liverpool and City. But I would not be surprised if a team actually comes and challenges. Because... Recently in transfer business, some teams have done some good signings. I, I wouldn't say they're pushing towards the title, but I'd say they're, they're challenging towards a more top four spot. Okay, so you don't think that Spurs maybe have, have a chance because I think a lot of people are trying to push them. I don't know whether it's the Conte factor or it's something to do with the signings they're making or it is, but a lot of people seem to think Spurs might be the dark horses for the Premier League. I, I personally, I'll be honest, I don't really see it. Um, mm. I, I'm not quite sure that their signings that they've done this season change the needle for them too much. I mean, I don't think any of them are, are starters in the first place. Perisic may be our left wing back, but for, apart from that, I don't really think any of them are, are starters, to maybe, be honest with maybe you. Maybe Spence. Yeah, that's true. Because I think their right back has been kind of weak for the past couple of years in terms of Emerson Royale, Aurier, Doherty. So, yeah, I'd say a, a couple of starters, but Think about it this way. At least they have some squad rotation for the players. So players like Harry Kane, Son, 
they can get rusted for these FA Cup games or these pointless cup games that they don't really need to play in. Uh, and obviously give game time towards lesser players that aren't going to be performing in the team as often. Okay, so if we okay, let's focus on the if we focus on the top two for mm-hmm. now, City Liverpool. Out of them, who do you think? I know you're a Liverpool fan, so mm-hmm. obviously you're going to be a bit biased. But out of City and Liverpool, who do you think is the most ready Oof. to win the, the league this season? Because mm. from an outsider looking in, both teams have lost a lot of players. Both teams yeah. have signed some players, but they've lost big players. Both teams, you know, Raheem Sterling mm. leaving Man City, Mane's left Liverpool. The, the you know mm. the the replacements are arguable if they're good enough or not. D- which of them mm. do you think stands out now? Because it's it's a very weird one. It's it, I feel like it's a case that it is still between them two, but I think the rest are going to be closer than they have been before. Even though I don't think anyone yeah. will actually challenge. Yeah. No, I think um, looking at City squad previously in a couple of years where they've played with under Pep, they've always had squad depth and they've always strengthened numbers. So they've had like two, three players in each position that can cover. Yeah. Looking at it right now, I wouldn't say the they have the best covers. Let's say, for instance, De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva's injured. Well, that's if Bernardo even stays because there's talk of him going to Barcelona, isn't there? I'd, I'd be surprised if he goes, but I think personally, I'd want him to stay in the Prem. He's a beautiful player to watch. But yeah, and see what happens. But I think in terms of challenging for the top two, I don't see any other team from the outside challenging. I think Liverpool, they've strengthened where they need to. Um, it's a bit of a shame seeing Mane leave, but I think Darwin looks good in the community shield. So we'll see what happens from there. Uh, it's it's interesting you bring us on to that because that is our, our our next discussion. But, you know, if I was to if I was to get a name out of you right now, Manchester mm. City or Liverpool, who do you think wins the title next season? Just one word. Even as a Liverpool fan, I'd still say Liverpool. I think... Reason being, um, they've just got more squad depth that I see right now than City. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll be honest, I, I'm a United fan, but looking at that Liverpool squad, I I think the breakthrough player, I think Nunes will score plenty, and we'll come to that in a bit, but I think the breakthrough player is going to be Carvalho. Uh, uh, he bro, he's, is... He's given me... Felipe Coutinho vibes when he first came to Liverpool. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He, he, small, he I agile, think he's going to be rapid up there with, with the mm. breakthrough stars of, of, of this season. I'm I hoping think. so. I think you've got more expectations. Uh, you know, I, 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 I can't see past City. I'll be honest with you. I really cannot see past City. Think about this. They've lost Laporte in injury. They've got one left back in terms of Cancelo. Well, I think there's, there's talks of them signing a centre back and Gavardiol. But I think um, there's some reports in Germany saying that Leipzig have rejected an £80 million pound bid for Gavardio. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's big, isn't it? Uh, we don't know mm. if that's true or not, obviously, but it's going to be an interesting one. The title race is is a very, very interesting one this season because it, it, it is a season where a team could come out of nowhere and Less, challenge the yeah, top two, I think. For sure. I think um, a team in the outside four could possibly push to the top four. Yeah, it's it's one where... A team gets good form that you know you never know what might happen. Looking at looking at the other other two spots now, I think mm. one and two. Let's say City, Liverpool, in whichever order it might be. Out of the other three, four teams that are there, who do you think Ooh. will will get that third okay. and fourth spot? Mm. Because let's be honest, 
every team seems to have their weaknesses and their strengths. Yeah. Arsenal, there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism about around Arsenal this season. Maybe rightly so. Yeah. Um, they've signed some players. Jesus is looking good in preseason. Um, but again, there's question marks over Arteta. Um, you know, some of their other players are they quite good enough to make that 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 leap to top four? Um, Manchester United look really good under Ten Hag in preseason, but then there's question marks on the midfield. On is Frankie De Jong going to come in? Is he not? Is there going to be a striker signing? Is there not? There's still question marks around them. Spurs, I think Spurs might be the safest bet. Yeah. But there's still, you know, question marks on the squad as a whole, maybe. I think, honestly, personally, I think with Spurs, as they have Conte as a manager, they have way more, or he has, he has way more experience than the previous managers that are also challenging for top four. They've got massive advantage in that sense. So I think... That's an interesting point yeah, because... He 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 does him and Tuchel are, are you know are the, quote, two, yeah. the most experienced for sure. I think look at him in the Syria in the Premier League when he was there with Chelsea. He always achieves the goals that he sets out to be. Like no one would have thought they would have got top four last season. No way. What ten points behind Arsenal? They still made it, and he still has like this tenacity or desire that they always believe that they can always achieve under Conte. And I think with Levy actually giving him money to spend the season in the summer. I think he's bought players that he's worked with and worked under and like his project, I think you can see where he's trying to aim and hoping to take Spurs to. Yeah, I mean, I think if you draw the aim for them, it's probably to challenge. So even if they don't challenge for the title, they are probably going to make top four. Mm. I think they are probably favourites for, for, for the top four out of, you know, the other yeah. the other teams. Mm. Um uh, let's assume they're third. Yeah. I think that's where it probably gets hot, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got three teams that are maybe all similar levels in Arsenal, Man United and Chelsea. That's, that's going to be an interesting battle, that, because I'll be honest, me personally, and maybe I'm biased as a United fan, but looking at Chelsea, I just don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. You've got an owner here who's in charge of transfers, essentially. Um, they've just, you know, as we're speaking, they've just signed Cucurella for, for 50 million pounds from Brighton good player is he worth that question oh, the, the main question is do they need a third left back or would he be pushing but that, that's the question is he going to play centre back again like he did at Brighton sometimes or is he going to play wing back because that wing back is his best position True. he was a midfielder left midfielder coming through at, at Barcelona I believe so it's it's a weird one their mm. transfer strategy looks all over the place doesn't it yeah like uh, I don't know like looking at the business they've done over the summer I'd say the good Buy are the best signing they've, they've got in so far would have to be Sterling. Uh, reason being, he gives them that edge in terms of attacking sense where they've been missing with the signing of Lukaku. But don't you think Sterling by himself isn't enough because they don't have a striker? This is where I think Chelsea are kind of at a disadvantage. They've given Lukaku back to Inter in well, London, in a way. Second, they're apparently trying to get rid of Timo Werner. Yeah, so I think there's you've, reports you've of him returning got, to Leipzig. Yeah, but you've only got one star, not not star striker, but a starting striker. It'd have to be Havertz. He's more know. of a false nine. Yeah, but then you've also got Broja, which I don't know if he's going to stay a goal. Uh, he looks good. He looks good at Southampton. Is he going to do it at a top club? Would he give him the opportunity? 
His, I think his biggest mistake was getting rid of Tammy Abraham. No. Oh, that's a quality player. And look how he's flourished under Mourinho in Roma. Tommy. I think Tommy is an absolute. I think that, that's the key they're missing right now. So imagine you had Tommy, Havertz, Mount, Sterling. You've got a good young attacking midfield and strike force where you can use. I think the the Tommy Abraham point is a good one because it's a theme of what Chelsea have been doing recently. Yeah. Getting rid of good young players for players who necessarily aren't that much of an upgrade or yeah. a good investment going forward in the future. I think you've seen it with Tomori. You're going to see it with Colwell now. Yeah. It, it's a very, very, like, I understand the win now mentality, but sometimes, you know, win now can be win later at the same time. It's a weird one. I think for me, Chelsea are are the the favourites in a way to finish outside the top four, 100%. I think it would be interesting. I think, I think Tuchel will be sacked before January, in my opinion. Uh, okay, new a, owner as well. New owners, yeah. new owners like to you know, get rid of managers. Yeah, no, that is a fair point. But, but I think it'll give him time. I think if it's getting worse throughout the season, then obviously it's just time for him to go. Um, but would he sack him earlier on within the season? I'd be surprised. I think the one for me would have to be Atata. If he does not perform this mm. season, the fans are going to go on him. The board is going to have a lot of pressure from the fans, and I think it's time to but go. Do you, do you think? Do you think that they're gonna they're gonna bring that pressure? Because I, I look at it, and it seems like he gets a very easy ride. Yeah. From the club, from the yeah. ma- from the fans sometimes, but from the club mainly, he does get a very very easy ride. Yeah, I think he's got a good relationship. I with think if he, for example, yeah. I think if he finishes fifth, I don't think they sack him. But think about it this way: they've spent the most money the past two seasons. Yeah, which is you know which a shocking start. You wouldn't think that. Now, if that happened in any other era. The fans are straight on them. If that was Arsenal Wenger, oh, you're only getting top four. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not winning those trophies and so on. But I think because they know it's a transitional period, however that lost, I still think that Arteta isn't the ideal manager for Arsenal. They need, yeah, he's got the young players coming in and they're playing a, a good system. But how long are you going to develop players and play them in a certain system until you actually achieve results? Yeah, when does... When does when the patience turn yeah. into expectation because sure. they've been very patient since 2019, which is a long time in modern terms. Since 2019, he's spent the most out of any manager in the Premier League, mm. which is, you know, people would think it's Klopp or Pep or someone or Pep, Man United, but it isn't. It's, it's Arteta. Mm. So I, I think they definitely have to have to challenge for that top four. I, I think that fourth one is, is probably the most interesting. It's definitely going to be one of the three. Mm. maybe I'm biased I think United would get it personally I, mm. I, I just think the squad isn't as bad as it showed last season uh, and because of that I, I think they, they return to a level of normality um, especially now with a good coach I think I think they, they get that forth well, if I had to put you on the spot you're a fan of none of these teams obviously so maybe you look at it less biased than I do if I said to you now one team for that fourth spot who do you think? I'd probably say between Arsenal or United if I had to choose. Really? So right enough Chelsea? Yeah. like Chelsea have a good defence. Midfield's consistent in how they perform every season. But it's just going forward. They don't have that clinical edge yeah. compared to other teams where Arsenal have Gabriel Jesus is looking good. Or they have other backups. Whereas United have also got star player Cristiano. And other attacking options like Sancho and Rashford, they're looking good in preseason. Martial as so, well. So yeah, like I think Chelsea would miss out. But if I had to choose, even as a Liverpool fan, and I'm a huge, huge rival of United, I'd still have to say Arsenal. Personally, for me, I think they just look too good. 
All right, okay. That that'll be uh, an interesting one to see how that develops. I think all of this is going to change over the next couple of weeks as transfers get done. I think we're going to see transfers until the very end of the transfer window. So I think we just need to keep keep an eye on out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, right, okay. So we've got an interesting topic now, Osama. Um, I want you to give me your three underrated picks Ooh. for the FPL. <laughs> FPL season, guys. Everyone's getting their teams in. Everyone's making their teams. The first two weeks of FPL when everyone is actually playing. Two, three names, underrated players. Go. Um, one from Wolves would have to be Neto. Ooh. He's looked quality in preseason. Back from injury as well. Uh, yeah, he's just that nimble player. I think left foot is beautiful. Um, another one would I have to say would be okay. Uh, yeah, I think another one would have to be Bailey from Aston Villa. I think he's mm. quite cheap. Uh, he's underrated. I think since his injury, he's not really had the best of times under Steven Gerrard. But preseason, three goals, two assists. I think he's done well. Lastly, I'd probably have to go with Dean Henderson as a shout yeah, or a keeper. 4.5. Mm. I think uh, he's going to be the main star for Nottingham. I think the sound He's already looked yeah. very good in, in, in preseason. Mm. Some outstanding saves against some good teams. Uh, I think yeah, he'd be up there. Well, who do you think? See, for me, uh, an underrated player is always someone who's cheap, gets in your team, gives you yeah. a little bulk. Yeah. So I'm looking at that 4.5 range. Yeah. The 5.5 range. The first one, and I personally, I'm not the biggest fan of this player, personally, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a starter. He's a defender. He's going to be a wing back. So he's not a centre back. Diego Dolo, let me guess. Dolo. Oh I don't God. rate him as a player that much, but and you know maybe maybe he takes mm. his game to the next level and and becomes a good player this season for for Man United. I think at four point five for a guy who, if anyone has watched Man United this preseason, will see that we play with a with a with an interesting system where Delo essentially plays as a second right winger and then one of the midfielders covers in at right back. So I'm thinking about it as. This guy's basically going to be living on the wing and in the opposition's um, yeah. penalty box. For 4.5 million, might get me some yeah. assist points. I'm, I'm, I think that's a good underrated that's shout. That's a really good shout, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the other ones now, this maybe doesn't sound as much of a bargain because it is 7 million. But I think Skamaka for West Ham. Okay. Uh, to be fair, he's done really well in Syria. So I can stand where you He's got from. a bozo gene. Right, <laughs> but he's a finisher, and he, I think he's got the right profile for the Premier League as well. You know, what I mean, tall, strong. Yeah, he's got a good touch for a big man. So mm. I think he might get you some assist points. I definitely yeah. might be getting you some some uh, some assist points. Um, I think I think he's a very very uh, good shout. Yeah, I was gonna see how. And finally, and you know, for my third one, I think I'm gonna go with what you said. I know it's a bit of a cop out, but. I think Neto as well, because I think this season, back from injury, like you said, looking good in preseason, cheap, 5.5 million only, going to be a starter for Wolves. I don't know how Wolves are going to perform as a team, but I think him, I think he's going to be up there getting, getting them points, to be honest with you. You know, I think people are going to be changing their teams a lot over the next couple yeah. of weeks anyway. You know, them was <laughs> the first week and you panic and you use that wild card and yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be a crazy one with the FPL for the start of the season. Um, I think that comes, you know, that brings our football section uh, to a close, you know, we look forward to um, 
the transfer news that's going to be coming through in the next few weeks. We'll be keeping you updated, so keep locked onto our socials for that. Um, as well as, you know, we'll be bringing you our Premier League predictions in the next couple of podcasts as transfers um, get completed. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. Moving on. It's been a big week in the NFL, Osama. Yes, it has. Teams back in summer camp. Oof, lovely to see, to be fair. Yeah, some some great, great clips coming out. Um, yes. Yeah, some great clips have been coming out from, from the NFL this uh, this week. But I think the biggest news, there's been a lot of news, but if we focus on the playing side, there's been the, the biggest news has definitely been, by the way, happy birthday to the GOAT. We're recording this on the Wednesday. Big 4-5 for Mr. Tom Brady. GOAT, as it stands. He's definitely. Absolutely. Uh, happy birthday to him. Um, but the big news, as I was saying this week, Debo Samuel been paid finally, finally. Mm. he's secured that bag the 49ers have uh kept the services of Debo Samuel thinks I believe it's a three-year extension um and at the same time they've promoted Trey Lance to become QB1 first choice quarterback for the 49ers now I think we all we all rate Debo yeah, yeah. he's an absolute you know Animal. tank of a player yeah mm. man he's 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 something else. He's a wide receiver that plays as a running back, a wide back, whatever you want to yeah. call it. He's, he's just a, a a mixture, isn't he? A absolute uh, incredible talent. Now, we've seen what he was able to do last season, going with Jimmy G at quarterback to the conference finals. Trey Lance now at QB1. It's an interesting challenge for him to create that relationship um, with Trey Lance. Um, how do you think the 49ers are going to look next season with Trey Lance as QB1? His first season starting, we know he's got a high ceiling. Last season when he got when he got drafted, everyone said he's got the high ceiling, but maybe he's not ready. This time he's got to be ready now because he's getting thrown in the deep end. What do you think? Hey, to be fair, I'm a 49ers fan. Now, looking at this, I've been seeing clips of this on Instagram and on the pages. Now, Trey has been dropping dimes in uh, training camp. He's looking sharp. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that for sure they do really well this year. Yeah, to be fair, hey, Trey has been dropping some dimes in training camp. I think um, the videos that have been dropping at Insta and so on, on socials, have been looking clean. Um, I'm hoping for sure that they do really well this year. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think. What do you think of Debo? Do you think him, him personally deciding to stay at the Forty Nine is a good decision? Because I think you know hooking up with a uh, a rookie quarterback essentially, yeah, is a risk. When you know there were reports of him potentially going to the Chiefs earlier in the summer, a, a lot of teams need wide receivers. He could potentially have gone to. Do you think it's a risk for him and his career to stay with a rookie quarterback? Or do you think for Debo specifically, this is something that he wants? I think, I don't know, watching him play and listening to what most reporters are saying, this guy's always said that he loves the team, he loves the city, he loves the staff and so on, and the coach. So I think for him, it's, he Did always you, wanted to Were you stay. surprised earlier in the summer when he put in that yeah. uh, trade request? Yeah, I think... Maybe it's like a, a financial game where he wants more money. Yeah, and so like playing. I think he does deserve it to play. be fair. But 
Yeah, like I, for sure, I wanted them to stay. And uh, now that he stayed, it's going to be quite saucy to see what he and Trey are going up to this year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting, interesting time for the 49ers. I think, I think the aim for them has to be to make the playoffs this season yeah. and win a game at least. Yeah. They made the conference finals, so that suggests that the you know the team surrounding the quarterback has a lot of quality to it, and then to, maybe it's too early to put the pressure of making a conference finals on his young shoulders. So I think if he can manage to get them to a uh, playoff game and win a playoff game, I think that that bodes well for his future and the Forty Nine ers as an organization. Listen, Kyle Shanahan is a genius. Yeah. Of a coach, so if he believes this is the right move, I think I think Forty Niners fans need yeah. to need to believe in Just him. Just gotta trust the coach. Yeah, definitely, especially one 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 like him. Don't you think? Yeah, I think um, he's young, but I think he's still got a lot of ideas and developments that he wants to take the players towards and the team. So you just gotta trust the process and see where he takes us. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Um, other 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 clips as you said, from social media, have been showing some <laughs> absolute dimes by Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Now, hey. you know, less of a surprise when he does. He, you know, yeah. he's, he is Second to Aaron Rodgers fans. Sorry, but he is the best quarterback in the league at the moment. Yeah. He, he's just sublime. I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Chiefs fan. I am biased. But just watching him play is, is like poetry in motion. And some of the flicks and tricks He's done this season, this preseason, sorry, have been incredible. Osama, do you think this season could be the season that takes him into the trajectory of goat becoming stars. the GOAT? Because the question mark has always been, is he good because he's got the best tight end and the best receiver in the NFL on his team? Do you think now that Tyreek has left, if Mahomes manages to put up his numbers as he has done before, and, you know, challenged for the MVP award, that we we have to start talking about him as being one of the best ever? Uh, I think if he does well this year, I think there is a question of GOAT status. If he does take the team past the conference finals and hopefully into the Super Bowl, um, to say that, because, of course, he's been in uh, a good team and so on, uh, it's kind of sticky in terms of trying to downplay his attributes and ability. Yeah, 100%. I think he is, like you said, second to none, the best quarterback in the league. But, yeah, you just hope that he does well in terms of keeping his numbers up and for sure being consistent as he was in his past few years. What do you think the challenges are for him this season in terms of um, the conference? Because we've got a conference now that has three absolutely elite quarterbacks and one very good one um mm. in in Derek Carr and then obviously the elite ones are him uh Russell Wilson and uh Herbert who out of them three do you think um gives him the biggest challenge to make the playoffs I'd say Justin Herbert yeah uh he's a elite elite quarterback and yeah he's very young as well still uh yeah so he's, he's also got room to improve but I think there was a stat that I read a couple of days ago where the difference between the yards that they had in the past three seasons was less than three yards. Which is absolutely nuts over three crazy seasons. Isn't it? Over so, you know, you're talking about a young player like Herbert 
Yeah. And Mahomes, who's, you know, the best in the, in the league. It's crazy, you know? But I think it'll be good to see um, which one can actually push the team forward and take him towards the finals as well as Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see because, uh, that you know, the the conference finals itself, to even get there is going to be tough. Never yeah. win it because you've got, in that conference, you've got absolutely elite quarterbacks. It's just absolutely stacked there, there isn't it? And as an NFL fan, it's, it's lovely to see this now, competition. Yeah, a lot of young players yeah. as well are competing. Mm. It's like the next generation now is coming yeah, through. Yeah, slowly, it? slowly, like, elder players are getting faded away. Obviously, you still love them for their legacy, but now it's, I think it's like a new era, a new time for youngsters to step up. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and there's obviously other ones coming up. We mentioned, mentioned Trey Lance already. You know, you've got Mac Jones as well. It's, there's a lot of, lot of young quarterbacks that are, are ready to take the, the league by storm. And uh, I just can't wait. Honestly, preseason yeah. soon. Uh, the season kicks off in a couple of months. I, I, I can't wait. We leave that for now. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more stories developing in the next uh, few days and weeks as we gear up to the season. Um, to end, I think, let, let's go to the association for a bit. Let's end on the association assignment. Uh-huh. Now, Kevin Durant, this has been rumbling on all summer long. Will he stay? Will he leave? Who's going to take him? Who wants him? Who can get him? His legacy. There's there's so many question marks around Kevin Durant this summer. Now, if you're the Nets, let, let, I want us to split this into three parts. Okay. If you're the Nets, if you're KD, and if you're a team that wants him. So let me put you in your situation. If you're the Nets, what is your priority? Is your priority keep KD and build a team around him still, or is it trade KD and get the most you can for him? Uh. If I if I was decision making, if you're the Nets, yeah, uh, I I trade him. You trade him, yeah. really? Yeah, I think wow, you've, you've tried a building a team call. around him. It's not it's not worked well. Like you've you've had a couple of years to do this, and now and now the player himself wants to go. So it's are you going to disrupt the whole board and the whole team just for one player's uncertainty, or are you just going to keep him in and just be like, yeah, you're KD, you're the best, and so on. We're going to build around you. So yeah, it's it's different. Well, what do you so think? So you would trade him then? Wow, yeah. and try and get the most you can for him, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. I think uh, a lot of teams would love to go for him, but I don't think they have. They don't have the right budget for him. But I don't know. Like, what would you think? Uh, I I'll be honest. Now I think if I'm the Nets, there's no way I'm trading him because a play like KD does not come. You know, a franchise is lucky if they get. A player like Kiddy once in their lifetime. Okay, but is he going to want to stay or does he want to go? No, but what, I, I, what I'm saying is mm. you, as the franchise, hold his contract. If yeah. you refuse to trade him, I don't think KD is the kind of personality like Harden or someone who's going to down tools. KD is going to give you 100%. If he stays, KD is going to give you hey, 100%. Think about the story where he already told his boys that he's going to come watch them because they're going to lose. Yeah. How did you feel about that? That was a funny, funny one for the last couple of days, <laughs> hasn't it? But... But I think that's more of a reflection of the team than, than him himself. Um, let me flip it. If I'm Kevin Durant, what do I want? Yeah. I want to be where I can challenge. For sure. Now, I think this is where there becomes a difference. Because I'll be honest, I don't think the Nets actually do want to trade him. I think they're trying to keep him. But if I'm KD, I would want to leave. I don't blame him for wanting to leave, by the way. 
But I'm saying I don't think the Nets will let him leave. Mm. If I'm him, uh, the Kyrie experiment hasn't worked. They're boys, they're friends, whatever, guess what? Yeah. Working with friends doesn't always work out. Mm. But if I'm him, I'm thinking, let me see what the Warriors are up to. Maybe I can go up back there. Let me let me see. What, what, do you think uh, they'll take him back? That's a question. I mean, Draymond has been trying Pestering, to trying to get yeah. him back all summer, hasn't he? But I, I think KD is obviously looking out there and thinking he can perform better in a different environment. I um, think he can, but would the Nets be looking to actually get rid of him? No. Yeah, I I don't think they will. That's mm. the then that's where the third party comes in. Okay, a team that wants him. Now we can be ridiculous and say Donovan Mitchell is apparently worth seven first-round picks, so what does that make KD worth? Yeah. 15. Like, it's we so could get ridiculous and say that. But I'll be honest. For me, I think what the Celtics offered last week is a good deal. Mm. I think maybe give another player a better player. I think maybe something like Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and three, three first-round picks is, is probably is good enough. G- give, yeah. me, give me a young gun upon Kimberly star and give me a very good role player and a few picks. I think that should be enough, yeah. but I don't think the Nets go for that. I think, yeah, like you mentioned beforehand, with Donovan Mitchell, to say that he's worth seven first-team picks, <gasps> what the hell does that make, Kitty? Because you know what you get with him. So I think that's kind of, it's kind of ruined what the, the market might have thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think, I think the, I don't know how Jalen Brown feels. How do you feel if you're Jalen Brown, right? Let, let's, let's talk about this Jalen Brown thing, because you're J- Jalen Brown, and your team has offered you to another team, yeah. For the guy who you locked down. How do you feel about that? I think, yeah, that's, that's disrespectful. Let alone we, I, me being Jane and Brown, you even took, took us to um, the finals. So to say that, oh, thank you for your time and see you later, that's a bit disrespectful from, from my side of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's but that's the thing in the NBA, think, isn't it? Yeah, everything's no just loyalty. business now. Yeah. There's no loyalty so in the NBA. It's, uh, you it's know not what? surprising, to be fair. Yeah, we'll call this silly season, don't we? Uh, I think the, the trades that are going to be going down are going to be interesting for sure. We've got you know a couple of months down the line when we get closer to the season. I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more moves and a lot more trades happening. And, and, and that'll be interesting to see where KD ends up, where yeah. Kyrie, if he leaves, you know what's going to happen with the Lakers and Westbrook. Mm. Big season coming up, isn't it? Big, big season. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Um, what, are the Bucks going to come back with Giannis Ooh. trying to cement himself? They're, they're yeah. my favourites next season. Uh, uh, t- right now, I'd probably agree with you. Uh, I don't see another team, possibly by the Warriors pushing again. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which would do well. I, I think I think a Clippers-Bucks... Uh, Finals, my this is my way uh, too early year in the making prediction. Obviously, long, long wait, but it's, uh, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait. We've got a lot of sports yeah. coming up. You know, we've got the season kicking off. We've got the World Cup coming up. We've got the NFL season. We've got the rest of the F one season, mate. It's going to be coming uh, thick and fast, and I, I absolutely can't wait. Yeah, interesting. To Definitely, uh, Osama. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for uh, having me. Appreciate you, my guy. Um, thank you guys for joining us on listening with us to this uh, first edition of the Two Halves podcast. Be sure to share, like, subscribe, and uh, follow us on our socials to keep up to date with all the latest news and updates. We'll see you next week, and until then, keep it locked.